and we are back. Another four-game slate here to talk about on Monday. Welcome, guys. My name is DK. We'll be breaking down the four-game NBA preseason slate in this video. Uh, also make content for uh, player pop stuff like prize picks, underdog, and parlay play, and to cover content for NFL Daily Fantasy Sports as well. If you guys are looking for more content for DFS or for player prop stuff, you can check my Patreon link down below. It's one of the most crazy runs I've been on in a long time this last week. Uh, and we'll recap everything here in a second. Also, uh, let's take a look at the totals for this game. So right now, what you guys are looking at is the odds jam sportsbook screen. Uh, the Cavs game obviously is not on the slate, but we got Hawks, Pacers, 76ers, Nets, Rockets, Spurs, and Blazers, and Suns. All these games hovering in the mid, uh, two, like mid-220s, 225 over under here for Hawks, Pacers, about 224 for 76ers, Nets. 28 and a half for Rocket Spurs, 226 for Blazers and Suns. So again, this screen just basically gives you, if you wanted to bet on the game, it would give you the book that offers the best odds too. So if you guys are interested in signing up, you can use the link down below or the code DKDFS for 25% off your first month. They also do have a fantasy optimizer for sites like PrizePix, Underdog, Parlay Play, all that good stuff. So if you're interested, again, link is down below. Okay, so let's recap everything. Let's first talk about props. And this has just been an absolutely insane one. Let's take a look at the last week. Again, this is the common, uh, this is the common uh, sentiment around preseason. It's too random to bet on, bro. You're a D-Gen. Call 1-800-GAMBLER if you're betting on preseason, right? I, just, I always laugh at those things. People do not understand. If you know what you're doing, the edge is massive. It's way bigger in the preseason than it is in the regular season. But, uh, you know, the common, yeah, by, by the fish, it's like, oh, man, I can't bet in preseason. That's way too random. Take a look at underdog here. And again, I've, it's not like I've been hitting like 20 X's or anything like that. I have just been consistently winning every single day. This is the last week. Up 42 units, almost 170% ROI, right? The last two days for NBA, 12 and 0 on props. Have not missed. 12 and 0. Over this last week, I'm hitting about a 90% clip. Obviously not sustainable. I know that. But it's just been absolutely insane run here with props and with DFS. That's props. Again, I know the haters are really mad looking at that. Um, and let's, let's, let's recap DFS as I didn't, wasn't able to get a video up on Sunday. So just take a look at this last week for DFS. Just look at it, right? Just look at it. Um, scrolling through. Uh, yeah, it's been, we have just been dominating. Um, again, this is just the last week, right? Uh, winning every single night, a lot of nights uh, over $1,000. Uh, it's been a wild, wild run. So let's recap last night, and then we can recap Saturday night as well. Um, so Saturday night was here. I didn't didn't post these on Twitter because it's not really screenshot worthy, but still uh, had solid nights. Still, you know, two, three X nights are not bad. Um, but again, let's recap it. So we'll go over Saturday's lineup first. So this was Saturday's lineup. Um, we got news before a lot close to before lock that the Timberwolves coach Finch was like oh I don't know if I'm gonna play the starters in the second half and I was just like come on man like I hate when coaches coaches say stuff like that you either know or you don't like what do you mean you don't know so I pivoted off Anthony Edwards I pivoted from Anthony Edwards to Julius Randle it ended up costing me a takedown here uh Ant went for 30 plus Randle went for 23 I was so mad about that so so mad but the rest of my lineup Shake Milton was really solid. You guys knew I was high on him and Nas Reed. I mean, people continue to fade Nas Reed. It's wild stuff, man. Over half the field faded Nas Reed on Saturday. Whew. Man, DFS is an easy, easy game. Um, quickly had a horrific first half. Uh, salvaged a little bit there in the second half. 
Uh, and then Scoot Sharp, we, we knew they were going to play big minutes. Kessler was fine. Um, and uh, yeah, that was Saturday, and this was Sunday. Then they came close to takedown, but D'Angelo Russell. Let me, don't get me started on this guy. Every, the whole preseason, I fade this guy. I'm, I'm fading him, right? And he's either playing with a fully healthy team or at least a couple other stars. And every night, he is just smashing, right? Absolutely smashing. So we get the news, the Lakers. No LeBron, no Reeves. They're sitting like all their main guys besides AD. I'm like, all right. Got to finally, and I mean finally, buy into D'Angelo Russell. Four game and done at halftime for absolutely no reason. But the game before, I take his under assists. You better believe he's coming back up in the third quarter and hooks me on BS assists, too, by the way. If you go back and look at those two assists D'Angelo Russell had in this previous game, in the second half, neither were assists. That screws me out of another, like, $800. But when I don't bet in his props and I play him in DFS, he's done at halftime. Okay, sure, why not? But, yeah, Hero Bane absolutely smashed. Hero is okay for value. Kaminga continues to smash. The bonus absolutely went crazy. Uh, Pat Williams and Kobe White's. What I did was, I originally had a lot of Warriors here. But I knew with D'Angelo Russell, I had to make pivots to make up ground, right? I was not looking good, right? D-Rose was a little bit of a letdown. Russell was awful. So I knew I couldn't play the chalk. So I pivoted off Pojemski. I pivoted off Pojemski for the Warriors. I pivoted to Kobe White. And that was the reason why I cashed. Also pivoted off Moses Moody to Patrick Williams. I pivoted to these Bulls because I knew the Bulls were going to be much lower owned. We got the Bulls news late, right? That the starters are not playing. So um, pivoted there and it paid off. And again, you have to do that when you're not looking good. I said that in the Discord. If you're not looking good, you have to play at least one low owned guy. Um, the Bulls were the reason that I cashed here in tournaments, making that swap. So, yeah, that's a recap of everything uh, for DFS and props. And let's just see if we can keep this massive heater going for this four-game slate. And what I will say, uh, we got, what, five days left of the preseason. A lot of these games are these teams' second-to-last game. I think Hawks, Pacers, 76ers, Nets, Suns, I want to say, this is second-to-last game. Rocks and Spurs still have three more games. And then the Blazers, this is their last game. So, I'm assuming... All these teams are going to play their starters in the second half unless we hear otherwise. All right, so for the Hawks, last game, they did not play Capella, did not play DeAndre Hunter, did not play Sadiq Bey. So keep an eye on that. Uh, they did start the double front court, uh, the twin towers of Okongu and uh, Bruno Fernando last game. I, I found that a little bit interesting. But as far as the two guards go and Trey Young and Murray, obviously Trey Young has the higher ceiling. Uh, the, the minutes have not been great on the Hawks' main guys, but I think there's a pretty good chance they play in the second half here. So... Of the two guards of Trey and Murray, I prefer Trey if you can afford him, but Jonathan Murray's fine. With the bigs, depends on the status of Capella. If Capella's in, then I'm not really as excited about Okongu or, you know, Fernando. If Capella's out and they start like Okongu and Fernando again, then I start to have interest in these bigs. But Donovan started last game. Again, we'll see about the status of Hunter and Bay. I'm also very high on Jalen Johnson. He did not start last game, but this guy is well north of a fantasy point per minute. Uh, whether he starts or not, I really like him for value. I think you can make the argument for A.J. Griffin if a lot of these guys are out as well. So, yeah, with the Hawks, we'll keep an eye on the news. I assume at least one or two of these guys are going to be back. But, again, we'll monitor it. And, uh, yeah, I don't think there's anything else I really wanted to mention. I mean, Kobe Bufkin, the rookie, will get some run off the bench as well. But, uh, yeah, let's move on to the Pacers. For the Pacers, we've yet to see Halliburton, but it sounds like he's going to play today. Um, now, I don't know how much he's going to play uh, because he's yet to play. And, again, he played in the World Cup uh, earlier so we'll see uh, about, you know, if we get any sort of confirmation in the minutes for Halliburton. Turner and Nemhard, 
Uh, they did not play in their most recent game. We'll monitor the situation there with uh, with those two. Uh, Matherin is, you know, one of the starters that, I, that I'm pretty confident in his minutes. Uh, 5.9K is a reasonable price point. Doesn't look as good if Halliburton plays, but still a guy that I expect pretty solid minutes from. Bruce Brown's okay there, 4.9K. Don't love it, don't hate it. But he healed off the bench. Eh, eh. McConnell's a guy that I have a lot more interested in if Halliburton misses, but it sounds like Halliburton's going to play here. Uh, and then if no, if there's no Miles Turner, we'll see what they do with the starting lineup. Last game, I, I want to say they started Daniel Tice. Uh, yeah, they did start Daniel Tice. I uh, wouldn't have a ton of interest in Tice, but you know Jalen Smith uh, would be a guy that I have some interest in. Uh, Isaiah Jackson as well. Those guys are good point per minute guys. So there's no Miles Turner. I think those two would benefit there. Uh, and then I wanted to mention the rookie as well, Jairus Walker. He's a guy that can stuff a stat sheet, and I expect decent minutes from him off the bench. So I think he's another interesting uh, punt play. We went to Philadelphia and Brooklyn, so we've yet to see Embiid or Harden here. I uh, expect Embiid to play. Uh, yeah, Embiid is expected to play. Now, as far as James Harden goes, um, again, there's obviously conflict there with him in the front office. I, I don't. This is weird, weird, really weird situation with Harden. We'll see if he plays. Sounds like Embiid's going to play. Now, does Embiid play past the first half? I don't know. So, uh, at 10-4, if you're confident that Joel Embiid plays in the second half, and obviously he's one of the best spend-ups on the board, I'm not so sure of that. Again, we'll see. Uh, Maxi, I, I am confident, will play in the second half because he has the first few preseason games. Um, he's going to look better if James Harden doesn't play. Um, so still like Maxi, even if Embiid plays. Again, if there's no Harden, uh, I think Maxi is solid. Oubre had a really good game off the bench. Don't love that price point, though. Harris feels priced about right. If Embiid plays, Paul Reed should shift back to the bench. It kind of makes it a little bit tougher to prioritize him. Springer's been playing well off the bench, but I think I would rather go to DeAnthony Melton at 3-7. Melton, whether he starts or not, will be, uh, you know, see decent minutes and will be productive when he's out there. So I like him as a punt play. You saw Dusty Danny Green have a good game last game. I'll let the absolute slappies chase that. Um, yeah, I think that's it for Philly. So let's move on to Brooklyn. Brooklyn, so their, their most recent game, they played one of those overseas teams. Um, they did play the starters into the second half. So that is, uh, that's good to see. I'm pretty sure we'll see at least one shift in the second half for the starters. Uh, last game, you did not see Nick Clax. You did not see Cam Johnson. Um, and you did not see uh, Dayron Sharp. So they started my boy, Harry Giles, uh, a guy that I played a ton, and I mean a ton in the preseason a few years ago. He's 3.2K. We know Harry Giles is a good point per minute guy. Now, whether he's a good real-life basketball player, yeah, but he's a good fantasy player. Right? When he's out there, he's putting up fantasy points. Going for a double-double in the starting lineup last game, so we'll monitor it. But yeah, 16-10 and 10 last game, 3.2K. If Giles starts, um, I do like him a good amount. Obviously, there would be some foul risk going up against Joel Embiid, though. As far as the other starters go, very reasonable price points here. Bridges, 6'4", Dinwiddie, 5'6", Ben Simmons, 5'2". Um, sign me up for some Ben Simmons. Revenge game narrative against Philly. And I want to say, he's been much more aggressive looking for his shot in the first, in the, in the two preseason games so far for the Nets. Um, again, I took his under on points on the first day. He only played the first half, and he had 11 points. So, yeah, I'm not saying it's the new Ben Simmons yet, but, like, he's looking much better. So, what, what I've seen so far in the preseason than he did last year. So, sign me up for 5.2K Ben Simmons. I even have interest in Dinwiddie and Bridges, too. I like the price points a good amount here. Now, again, with Claxton, with Cam Johnson, uh, we'll see. If Claxton plays, I do like his that price point on him at 5.4. Uh, Cam Johnson, we'll see. on Cam Thomas is a guy that's been starting, and he's chucking when he's out there. Um, I like him, too. So uh, I really like the price points here on the Nets. They're just way too cheap, in my opinion. So 
Yeah, sign me up for some of these nets. Now, if there's no Claxon and no Dayron Sharp and Giles starts, most likely you're going to see like a combination of like Watford and Clowney kind of playing the backup five. Those guys would be a little bit interesting. And I'll mention Darius Baisley too. Again, not a great real-life basketball player, but another good fantasy point per minute player, 3.6K. If a lot of these guys are out again, I think he is someone I would have some interest in. Houston and San Antonio. So we know Jalen Green is out. Now, as far as who starts for Jalen Green, I'm not sure. They could do a few different things. Um, I mean, they could start Whitmore. They could start Thompson. Maybe Jay Sean Tate gets thrown in the starting lineup. They could go a lot of different directions. They have Reggie Bullock, too. Kind of weird that he's on this team, but... Um, as far as the main guys go, you got Van Fleet, 8-4, my boy Shingoon at 7-9, Jabari Smith at 6-1, um, and then Dylan Brooks down here at 4-1 as far as the starters go. Uh, top end guys, I give the edge to Shingoon over Van Fleet, but um, I'm a little bit biased about that. Also, though, I, I do think the Shingoon is just, again, very, very safe, a guy that can contribute a lot of different ways. I, I love uh, Shingoon at that price. I think Van Fleet's solid. I like Jabari Smith, too. He's been very aggressive on offense the first two games. Uh, we're seeing a little bit of a different Jabari Smith this year as opposed to last year. So, like last year, again, in his rookie, he was kind of like a bit passive on the offensive end. He's been way more aggressive looking for a shot. So, even at this price point, I have finished in Jabari Smith. My boy, Tari Eason, got in random massive foul trouble last game, but we know he's north of a fantasy point per minute. I like him. Um, again, guys like Thompson and Whitmore probably play a little bit more with no Jalen Green. We'll see what they do with the starting lineup. Jay Sean Tate's okay. Dylan Brooks, again, it's not exciting, but he should start. He should play 20-plus minutes. I think he's a reasonable value play in a game that, you know, there's not going to be a lot of defense played in this one. So definitely has some interest here in this Houston team. And then Jock Landell, down here at the flat man price. He did not play last game, but he should play the backup five. Min price starting, or min price backup center probably plays, I don't know, 15-ish minutes. I think he's a pretty good value play too. Talk about the Spurs. So what we know for the Spurs, no Wembayama. No uh, Devin Vassell and no Trey Jones. Those three are out. Keldon Johnson's been out, but he is a, he's back. Now, I don't know how many minutes he's going to play, so that's one concern with Keldon Johnson. And then Zach Collins, who also sat out last game, will be back. So starting lineup for the Spurs, you're going to see Sohan, you're going to see Johnson, you're going to see Zach Collins. Um, I'm pretty sure you're probably going to see Champagny. And then my guess is probably one of like Brandham or Wesley, or they could go to Chetty Osmond too. They have a few different options, but Keldon, if you're confident that he plays in the second half, then I would have some interest in, but I think your safest starters would be Zach Collins and Jeremy Sohan. Zach Collins, 5.5K would expect 20 plus minutes from him. He's a good point per minute guy. And Sohan probably going to start at the point guard position, started the point guard position last uh, game. A guy that can stuff a stat sheet is really cheap. So I'm very high in Sohan and Zach Collins. Uh, as far as the other guys go, Champagne, if he starts, I think is solid. Branham, Wesley should get some decent run. My boy Chetty Osman has been looked has looked decent in the first couple games. I think he's a pretty good value play. So good amount to like here from the Spurs as well. Bassey will play the backup five, but I would just rather go to Collins at a similar price point. So let's finish up here with Portland and with Phoenix. So for Portland, this is their last preseason game. Um, now last game they sat Aiton, they sat they sat Brogdon, and they sat Robert Williams. I assume most of these guys will be back, and I would assume that this will be kind of your quote-unquote dress rehearsal for Portland, right? This is their last preseason game. So with that being said, I think there's a lot to like for Portland. Um, now, the guys in the most confident minutes-wise, once again, would be Scoot and Sharp. Um, these guys have played in the fourth quarter, back-to-back games now. Scoot Henderson, you know, they're going to give them a lot of run. Shane Sharp, young guy, I think is solid as well. So those two are the most confident minutes-wise. But if you told me that these other starters also play in the fourth quarter, 
Then I think my favorite uh, spend up here would be Anthony Simons, who's going to chuck when he's out here, one for 29 points in 24 minutes last game. Would really like him. Aiton, if he's back, is solid. Uh, my boy Nurkic absolutely abused him last game, but he gets uh, a spot to bounce back here again. We know that DeAndre Aiton is not like Phoenix if you're into the revenge narratives. I do not factor in narratives whatsoever. That's a very fishy thing to do. We talk about it all the time. That's what the fish, the, the casuals do. They look at narratives and they bet on it because of that. Do not do that whatsoever. Doesn't mean a thing. Um, what else? Jeremy Grant is kind of just there for me. Uh, Brogdon, if he plays off the bench, I think is reasonable. If Robert Williams is out, you'll get probably Moses Brown playing the back of five. He started last game, but was not good. But when, when coming off the bench the previous games, he's been a really good point per minute guy. So what is some interest in him if there's no Robert Williams? Uh, and that's probably it. So good amount to like here for, for Portland. Again, I think this is a game where the starters see a good amount of run with this being the last preseason game. And for the Suns, again, this is their second to last preseason game. We have not seen the starters play in the second half. However, we did see the starters all play 20 plus minutes last game. They basically just ran like a playoff rotation in the first half and then sat the starters in the second half. So I think there's a decent chance that these starters play, you know, into the second half here. And if they do... I mean, KD, Booker, Beal, I think all look good. Beal is expected to be back. He missed last game. I think my my favorite of the bunch probably would be KD. I think he has the highest floor with the peripherals. But Booker and Beal obviously have a ceiling. My boy Nurkic, like I said, just destroyed DeAndre Ayton last uh, last game. Everyone told me how good DeAndre Ayton is and how washed Nurkic is. Uh, go, go look at what happened last game against uh, Ayton. He absolutely destroyed him. 17 points, 8 boards, 5 assists, 2 steals, and a block. In 21 minutes. Um, yeah, I mean, I like Nurkic again there. I think he's a, a reasonable price point. I kind of have a tough time getting to the Suns value, though, with the big three expected to all play. So, like, unless we hear that they're going to see limited minutes, uh, like the starters, I don't really think I can make the argument for, like, anyone else here. Um, if they do see limited minutes again, then, you know, maybe you could look to, like, a Grayson Allen, you know, maybe a good winner, Saban Lee. I don't know. There's, there's really not, I'm not really looking to the Suns' value. I think there's a lot of other teams of the value. There's a lot of really solid value plays for. All right, guys, so that's going to do it for the video. As always, if you do enjoy, make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. I'll try to get a video up for Monday Night Football as well. But good luck, and we'll see you guys all in the next one.